Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. Happy New Year. We are back. New Year, new nerds. My name is Cody Leach, joined by Christian Garcia. Sip. Feliz Año Nuevo. Ah, uh, you were about to say Navidad. I felt Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz cumpleaños. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> that's not one, but we'll give it to you. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's how you say Happy Fourth of July in Spanish. I guess. Sure. <laughs> we are back. Uh, hope everyone had a safe holiday, a fun New Year's. And I hope everyone has seen Star Wars because we're about to spoil the shit out of that right balls now. Balls deep. We are going so space deep. Space balls deep. So deep. Yeah, space balls deep indeed. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't seen Star Wars, first of all, you're not a nerd, so turn the show off. Second of all, uh, if you haven't seen Star Wars, go out and see it immediately and then watch, or uh, I should say listen to this episode, because uh, we'll be spoiling it. We'll be giving our opinions, other people's opinions, Mark Hamill's opinion. Yeah, he's we'll going we'll we'll to chime in a little bit later. Here we got it live via Skype. It's Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be so cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway. Uh, I would have him do it in the Joker voice only. <laughs> Joker voice. I would just ask him strictly uh, movies about Corvette Summer, <laughs> his other movie before Star Wars. <laughs> or what else did he do? He did. A, uh, <coughs> Ooh, also, I should say I'm sick, so I apologize for intermittent cough breaks. We forgive you. Oh, God. So bad. Yeah, I got sick like last week, day before my birthday. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, yeah, I've been sick ever since. So it's great. But let's get down to it. We've got to start the year off right. Let's do some nerdy confessions. Um, we were talking a little bit about the Netflix earlier, so I'm going to go ahead and start right now. Um, my nerdy confession is I, I was a little, I was about a week or two late to uh, to the game, but I will say if you have Netflix, check out the toys that made us. Um, they, I don't know why I waited so long to watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, it's a four-part documentary series though their theme song actually uh says that they're an eight-part documentary series so i think they may have spoiled that they're coming out with season two eventually um but it's all about toys and like pivotal toys in in the war in american pop culture so first episode all about star wars toys which is awesome like you know there's all the they talk about how hasbro mattel um and I forget the other big ones that 
like passed on it had all passed on star wars they're like there's no way we want to make these stupid sci-fi toys of this movie that no one knows anything about and george lucas had kept it so secret that um basically they only had six months to try to like close the deal before the movie actually came out so this little tiny company called kenner toys based in cincinnati ohio got exclusive rights to star wars and they got a stupid ridiculous deal where they made like for every like one dollar sold they made like 95 cents and george lucas and the the movie studio split a nickel you know for, for every dollar and that was in perpetuity for as long as these toys were coming out so uh yeah, they made they made zillions of dollars, and then it eventually got bought out by Hasbro. Um, but yeah, so they talk about. Uh, I would have told them like, you know what, Hasbro, maybe we'll buy you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'll just hold off on this deal. Exactly, and and they go and they talk about how like the first prototype toys they had taken like they basically took other toys that they had and like put clay on them and kind of molded them up and stuff like that. <laughs> so and they made, not only did they make a killing on the deal, like where they got 95, yeah. but they didn't even have to spend much to make them. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah, they like reused a bunch of old stuff. And, um, like they, they talk about how like they made up vehicles, you know, they, the vehicles that weren't, you know, obviously, you know, millennium Falcon, you gotta have that tie fighter. You gotta have that. They made up all these other random vehicles that were not in the movies they were not in any like of George Lucas's like drawings or anything. They just like crammed together other little toys that they had to make more vehicles because there weren't enough vehicles in the Star Wars universe to kind of make as much money as they wanted to. So really interesting stuff. And then like they talk about the rarest Star Wars toy of all time, which was the Boba Fett with the launching the missile that shot out of his backpack. And basically the reason why it's the rarest ever is because it was supposed to be a send away for like a cereal box or some shit. And um, between the time that they announced it and the time that they were actually supposed to produce it, there was a Battlestar Galactica toy that had the same missile mechanism, and it like shot into some kid's mouth, and he choked, and like, Holy shit. like it was real bad news. So they had to pull all those toys, so they never really reached retail. There was a couple prototypes and like a couple that like a first line that had gone out there. So there's only like twenty or something like that, something crazy. But like it's the most and it's sod- like one dude that owns all of them. Yes, right? one guy has two of them, <laughs> and he was and they were like, "How much did they cost?" He was like, "Well, uh, let's say I got a good deal, but they were not cheap." And they're saying like now nowadays in like in decent condition, each one's worth about twenty five thirty thousand dollars. Jesus, which is crazy because it looks like shit. It's a little like you know <laughs> three and three. It's like a three and three quarter inch Boba Fett. A little missile. As much as I love Star Wars, I, I yeah, sell it. I'm exactly. Like, I'd sell that. Yeah, but really interesting. And then and so um, Star Wars was just the first one, and obviously you know due to this episode, you know first there's, to bring there's up there's a He Man one, right? There is there's a He Man one, which was awesome. And I, I did, and me, I had no me idea. And David, if he's listening, my brother, if he's listening, like we fucking had them and we worked those things fucking to shit. It's like I'm yeah. sure they would have been worth money, but. We, we just yeah. fucking loved them when we played with them. Well, and and one thing that was interesting about He-Man, which I didn't know, because He-Man was actually a little bit before my time. Like, the last real hurrah for He-Man was, like, 86 like or 7. Like, 7 might have been the last year, and I was born in 87. So, you know, um, I was all about Ninja Turtles and Star Wars, and by that time it was, like, like third or fourth or fifth, like, iteration of the Star Wars toys. Um, but... Uh, yeah, He-Man, so it was kind of cool. They invented him, 
because um you know up until then like all the male action figures have been like you know like gi joe and stuff where they're like barbie size they're you know very like um you know very straight faced and stuff like that opposable but not like super bulky real thin dudes they're like dude we want to make a fucking barbarian guy <laughs> and so they started drawing up these guys and they made a big old bulky guy and the- <laughs> and then they gave him the like most bitchiest haircut yeah <laughs> yeah exactly well originally he had like a helmet like a viking helmet and stuff and like he looked really like barbarian-esque and then they gradually made him more and more you know 80s-esque right with the little like you know like i don't know who, what you would call that it's like a like a, a, the, de- a let me devo. talk to the manager like, like, a, like a devo haircut <laughs> you know like with the little like bob or whatever like a Bra- not a brady bunch but like something like a 70s disco haircut um, but what's cool about He-Man was they came up with the, the toys and during their pitch, the people were like, well, wait a minute, how are we going to sell these toys? Like, first of all, we got Star Wars over here just like flying off the shelves because people got these movies. They can't get enough of them. You know, everyone loves fucking Star Wars. They're like, yeah, well, in each of He-Man, there's going to be a comic book. And that guy just made that up on the fly at the pitch meeting. And they're like, shit, now we have to make a comic book. So they went to Marvel and Marvel decided to do a comic book because there was a regulation back then that was really interesting stuff. You learn a lot about the toy industry where you could only show animation for seven seconds in a 30 second ad. Um, when you're, when you're doing toys, everything else has to be toy, you know, the actual toy itself. So you're not just selling them on a cartoon that looks hella awesome and you sell them a piece of shit toy, but there was no regulations for advertising a comic book. So you basically, they would have like these animated, like awesome looking commercials for the He-Man comic books. And then there was also toys attached to the comic books. (laughs) So it was really cool. It was a really ingenious way of doing it. But then they go to pitch the same toy line to Toys R Us, which was their biggest client at the time. And Toys R Us is like, wait a minute. You're saying these toys are for people who are five years old and you're selling them with a comic book? Five-year-olds can't read. So they're like, (laughs) fuck. Wait, we didn't tell you about the two one-hour specials we were going to do. And instead of one-hour specials, they they brought it to an animation company. And they're like, nah, man, for about the same amount of money, we can actually make a whole series. And so the the toys were... were first and then came the comic books and then the series and then you know um, so they did everything in reverse order reverse order so exactly. it was like having the punchline to a joke right and then writing the joke after. right exactly <laughs> and so in and then the tv show first of all um uh kind of you know because it was a uh 80s tv show it was kind of like scooby-doo and stuff there's a lot of jokes a lot of humor skeletor had the like the i'm skeletor voice you know <laughs> instead of um <laughs> they talked about the guy who invented Skeletor and the inspiration was he went to like a carnival fun house on like Staten Island or something like that. And it had a real dead body hanging in it with a real skeleton and it terrified him. And that's where he's like, this is the most evil thing I've ever seen. It's like an actual human body with like flesh hanging off of it and stuff. Um, and he invented this like bad guy Skeletor. And then he comes out and he's all goofy sounding. And then you have He-Man turning into Prince Adam which was never part of the original comic book or anything. That was all made up for the show. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting, um, like, where all these ideas came from. Oh, Battle Cat. Um, the reason why they came up with that, uh, again, reusing old toys. It was a uh, tiger that had come with a G.I. Joe ripoff called Big, uh, what was his name? Big John or something like that. And it was like. So they just took Big John off of him. They took Big John, and Big John had a, a regular sized tiger, but Big John was like a 12 inch 
Barbie doll sized. And so he's like, well, here I have this, you know, they, and they wanted more vehicles, but they couldn't afford to make more vehicles for He-Man. So they're like, here, I have this fucking tiger. And they're like, well, it's not, it's not to scale. It's, you know, it's, it's too big for him. It, it looks gigantic. He's like, well, put a fucking saddle on it. So they put a saddle on it, turned it green, and that's how the Battle Cat was born. <laughs> and it is so funny because it's so like. So you're telling me this cartoon that I loved as a kid. Yeah, it was all. was awesome. Was, was all literally slapped on together. First of all, was thought up on a whim in a meeting with Toys R Us. Second of all, it was made specifically to sell those toys. <laughs> so crazy. Um, so, and the, like, I'm not ruining anything for this documentary. There's plenty more stuff about it. They also do Barbie and GI Joe. Those are the other two, um, of the four episodes that they had out currently. And I got to say that they probably got to do another, uh, four episodes anyway, to do something about Legos. I'm sure they have to do a Godzilla one. Thanks. Legos. Yeah. Maybe Godzilla. Um, I'd say another one would, like Ninja Turtles would probably be another huge yeah. one. Cause there's so many Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know what the last one would be. It'd have to be like some other, like maybe Hot Wheels, you know. <laughs> but it's really cool. The toys that made us, um, they, oh, also. You know, it's funny because I kept popping up on my uh, Netflix. Yeah. Gotta watch. And I was like, yeah, you know, for a long time, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll watch it eventually. But and then I watched it. I was super into it. I burned through all four episodes in a night. Another fun fact, uh, real quick, was that Barbie was based off of, uh, I think it was a German German? Yeah. You don't a, say. It was a German doll that basically was made to go along with this one panel, like, adult smut, like, uh, I thought, por- pornographic comic that they I made. I thought it was going to be some World War II, like, propaganda. No, no. So what it was, it was really funny. It was this doll that they came out with um, that that to go along with this one, one panel comic. It was, like, this, like, prostitute, basically, who... Um, would would say like have like a funny little one liner and her and like a man like oh man looking at her and she was all slutty looking right so they made this doll in Germany so that men um you know first of all it was a men who had you know been in war and stuff and who maybe were coming back and didn't know how to interact with women so that they would buy this doll and flowers or whatever and and go out on a date with a girl so a girl knew what she was kind of getting into like that guy just wanted to fuck <laughs> and that's what that doll kind of signified and so they bought uh, the uh, that one of the heads of uh, Mattel brought it back um, from Germany, brought like 11 of them and stuff and showed it because her, her little daughter loved it because her little daughter didn't know what it was. But she had like cool little like outfits and, you know, they're all slutty outfits, of course. And she had nipples. <laughs> and um, so she brought a bunch back and um, and then they decided to make uh, a Barbie doll out of it. But it was that one was really interesting, especially for, you know, because I don't know enough about Barbie dolls, really. But. You know, it was one of the first dolls that uh, it was one of the first dolls for for little girls that was a woman, you know, not a baby. It was it was literally the first doll that wasn't a, a, a little little baby doll. The concept of that, though, is like so fucking weird. Like, yeah, I know. It totally is. But also it it did a lot of great things for women, too, because it showed it was the first time that it showed like, you know, uh, that a girl could be more than just a mom or a caretaker. You know, Barbie was a nurse. Barbie went to college. Barbie did this. Barbie did that. You know, she has all these different jobs and professions. It was the first one to kind of give little girls an idea that they could be anything. And so it was kind of cool, you know. But uh, Yeah, I mean, what it stemmed out of, but what it came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it came from a hooker doll, for sure. Yeah, but uh, great, great show. Definitely interesting for any, like, toy fan out there. I mean, 
Like I didn't do He-Man, but I definitely did Star Wars. And, um, you know, I definitely did G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was another big one that was really cool because there's been multiple iterations of G.I. Joe. Another one where they did the same thing with He-Man where they made a show uh, just to <laughs> sell more toys kind of thing. Um, and they talk about Vietnam and how it affected it and stuff like that. So really cool. The the toys that made us on Netflix. Check it out. How about you, Christian? So mine's both from Proud of and a little fucking, you know, ashamed. So for Christmas, I got a, I was lucky enough to get a uh, SNES classic. Ooh. So I'm like super fucking jazzed SNES. about playing. And I look at the back, and I'm ashamed to say I've never beat any of these fucking games. Yeah. But I've never, I've never, I've played a couple, but then I was like, you know what? I, I never owned an SNES, so it's like, that's my like, you know. Oh, hey, yeah. Relax. Were like, you a second Genesis guy? Or? Genesis, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I was fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Altered Beast all fucking day. <laughs> Altered Beast. That was a good one. That was a good arcade game I remember playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm um, looking forward to fucking beating these. It's particularly the Super Nintendo uh, Punch-Out because I beat the NES one, so. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the SNES was the game, was the system I played. Well, That was I the know. only I, one I always went to friends' houses to play. Really? Like, that's not one that we owned. I played a lot of regular Nintendo, which is, you know, it's funny because I'm watching, you know, a lot of these documentaries on like the history of video games and history of toys. And there's all these toys that I remember that like were a huge part of my childhood. But I'm looking at the timelines of them. And I'm like, how old was I when I was playing Nintendo? You know, <laughs> was I like two years old? Because like, um, you know, some of these games came out bef- before I was, uh, you know, before I was born. Well, probably other people that had them like. Like which one? Like the Atari's beyond my time, but I right. still play some Atari. Yeah, exactly. And I played Atari too. We had an Atari, so the Atari I knew my dad had, but I I thought I remember the Nintendo being specifically for me. But it was like I thought it was brand new when I was getting it. But well, it Nintendo was, was out for a while. Nintendo yeah, it had was a pretty long. And run. it's you know that's that's judging from like from my recollection of you know new game systems, right? Nintendo, you know, uh, PS. Uh, three was out for what six years or something like yeah. that and then it was on to the new one and even at the end of the you know year five and six it was like pretty much phased out almost yeah, yeah. i mean so i get it like you know nintendo was the groundbreaking for like 10 years and then super nintendo was out and super nintendo was out for a long time too yeah so. no but we ended up getting the genesis and then you know there's no way i was gonna be able to convince my parents to fucking get us like another yeah another system. one yeah and then when the PS1 came out, like, you know, we were working, so we start, started buying our own fucking systems. Yeah. I, I remember I saved up, um, you know, birthday money, Christmas money kind of thing, allowance and stuff to get the Nintendo 64. Like, I bought that thing of my own, like, grit yeah. and, you know, no, determination. That was the same thing for me. It's just, like, fucking just, I, I was like, I knew it was coming. I was like, all right. It's fucking like shit's getting drastic. Yeah. Need to fucking save up for this shit. Exactly. So it, it's, you know. It's and and those were those were crazy expensive for the day and age kind yeah. of thing. Not not to mention you know now PS4, you can buy a PS4 now for like three hundred bucks. It was two hundred for Black Friday, and it just kicks the shit out of all these other uh, game systems. But like, how is the Xbox like doing? Because they know. don't. I mean, before I felt like the reason why they were doing great is because they had a bunch of exclusives, but they don't really have many exclusives anymore. Yeah, because even Titanfall's now on the X- Xbox is is definitely losing the battle, but they do have the Scorpio, which I think outperforms the PS4 Pro. Is that the 
that's graphics or that's the newest graphics one with the 4K, true 4K gaming supposedly, um, rather than an up conversion and stuff. Because they but haven't done like a new Gears of War or anything, right? They did a Gears of War, uh, what was it four or something? But that was that was when Xbox One like it wasn't quite a launch title, but it was early it's it's yeah, been I, out a while now. i feel like they're ha- like halo and gears of war were like their fucking money makers, right and i feel like yeah they like, need to come out with something soon because they they don't have a first of all they don't have a vr they don't have um they don't have like the connect anymore the connect is just gone yeah um so i think like their main arena is using the 4k um pro like ultra pro gamers and that's kind of their market now it's yeah. not for the casual guys anymore it's like Oh, you want to play in a league for you know playing Overwatch or whatever the fuck? I can't wait till the VR games get more, uh, more, more legit. Pop- well, legit. Yeah, and because I've, I've tried the headset and I was like, oh shit, this is fucking dope. It's like, but I will say with the VR, there's a couple cool things that I really want to play on it, but it's still just too expensive and it's it's oh, yeah, too gimmicky. Sure. I I do want to wait till the price goes down, but the fact that I can turn my head to yeah. see shit like it's pretty fucking dope. First of all. Star Trek Bridge Commander seems like the coolest fucking game ever. Because <laughs> basically you like sit with the VR headset and you're sitting on the bridge of a starship in the Federation. And like each of your players that you're playing with online are at different stations throughout the bridge. So one guy's like the captain, one guy's the helmsman, one guy's the ta- tactical, one guy's the <laughs> science officer. And you have to work together and tell orders to each other to like battle Klingons and shit. It sounds amazing. I can't wait it to play it. It sounds very much like people are going to fucking curse the shit out of each yeah. other for not doing shit. God damn time. it. I told you I need shields yeah, now. I'm sure. giving her all she's got, Captain. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to play that. Um, but the problem is, is like you got to play with someone else who has VR, which is tough. You know, you're not. A, I don't. I know like two people who have it. And the fucking trolls on that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Rough. I'm sure it's going to be. You're just jerking off in the corner. I see you. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. see the shoulder moving. Yeah, so like, stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so um, I don't know what the Xbox's plan is. I don't know. I don't know what their next big thing is. They got to come out with a Halo soon because they haven't really done one recently. Um, and then, uh, you know, who knows what's going to go with Gears of War. PlayStation's just mopping up. They yeah, got Gears, sure. They got God of War coming out pretty soon. Dude, they keep fucking delaying that, and it's like so fucking irritating. It's it was, February, isn't it? Or I, is it I don't know. It was supposed further? to be December, and then they fucking moved it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why they didn't try to get that out before holidays, but they had other games, too. Um, but uh, I heard, actually, that the next one... I hope they don't just kill it on this because I want to see like at least three or four games with uh, Norse mythology. Yeah. But I guess they're doing the Egyptian ones next. Yeah, I can see I can see that happening, dude. What about Japanese one, Shinigami's? Oh, that'd be so fucking sick. Samurais fighting samurai ghosts or some shit. Oh my god, I would love it. Um, but yeah, they got God of War. They got the uh, Last of Us, um, sequel coming out eventually. Uh, the new, uh, the new, what's it called? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus looks amazing. I thought they were just uh, redoing the. Uh, are they doing a new one? Because I thought they were well, just redoing the first one. They're yeah, they're redoing the first one, but it looks, it definitely looks different than the original. Like it's, it doesn't look like just a reskin. You know right, what right, I mean? Right. 
it looks like they changed some of some of the uh, mechanics and stuff, but who knows? I hope they do a fucking new. Uh, well, I know they changed the name DMC, but the new Devil May Cry. Yeah, because the the one that they revamped was fucking. I feel like it it's was hella of, fun. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the most underrated games. Yeah, it was, it totally. Was so good, especially when you beat it, you can go back and play as Dante. Yeah, or, or uh, Virgil. Well, yeah, you play with Virgil initially. No, you play with Dante. Virgil's his brother. No, no, because in the DMC one, you play as Nero. Wasn't that it? Or is that Devil May Cry 4? Yeah. Maybe it's Devil May Cry 4. I'm talking about the new one where, like... uh, Yeah, I I remember. I played both of them. I love Devil May Cry. Like, it's one of my favorite game series. I really, I really fucking hope that they do a new one. Yeah, they should. I mean, I love it. It it could be so great on a next-gen system, too. Right, right, right. Just like I even, I even out. bought like because it came out on PS3, played it, loved it. Yep. Came out again on PS4. I was like, fuck it, bought it just to, to play it on better yeah, graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they could. There, you know, that's one thing that's crazy to me. That's always struck me crazy on some of these uh, game studios is like you're sitting on some of these properties that like people want. Like, yeah, they like fucking want it so bad. Well, I don't know. I feel like Ninja because it, it was Ninja Theory that did it. Yeah, I, I feel so. like they may have. Like, I don't know, piss someone off because they, they made another game that they did independently that they just released, like, online. Yeah. Um, it's like, dude, you should have just done it at PS4 because it's, it's a short game, and I, I can't think of the name right now. Yeah, just like, have you DLC just, or something. Yeah, like, have you just done that on the PS4? Like, or, I don't know. It would have been fucking amazing. There's a lot of weird stuff that doesn't make sense on, on gaming that just blows my mind. Like, Mass Effect, they just basically abandoned. Like, Bioware just, like... After Andromeda, they're like, hey, yeah, we're not really going to do any DLC and we have no future plans for right now. It's like, what? Like, that was one of your best selling games yeah. of all time. And then they're like, and they have Knights of the Old Republic. Like, okay, well, that we haven't seen that in two generations. I want to play that because I hear such amazing things. But it's I don't so want, dated. Yeah, that's the it's thing. Is that real, I don't want to play the old version. Like I would want. I'd probably wait till a revamp. Yeah. Well, you can download it on your phone. They they is have that bad. Yeah, like, they they have it on uh, iOS and Android now, um, and you just tap on the screen and stuff. And it's like it's kind of like a turn based uh, RPG anyway. That's okay. So you could it it actually lends itself okay. You don't have to like have super control over it. Um, it's like again, fucking Final Fantasy Tactics, one of my favorite games of yeah. all time. So, but it's it's just yeah, they they could do so much with it, you know. Like Kingdom Hearts has been coming out for fifteen years or something like that, ten years. Um, you know, there's just there's so many of these games that need to be refreshed, and it's like, dude, let's let's calm down on fucking uh, like what's one that they just shovel out like Call of Duty like I get it it's a it's a guaranteed money maker but like I will say the last one is pretty dope the World War Two one yeah I've been <laughs> playing it I you know and it, it's fun um I haven't, I haven't really been playing like the online the only what I, I play the play, story mode and that's like it I've been playing story mode and zombies I really I I always enjoy the zombie stuff the zombie yeah. stuff is super fucking fun to me yeah you know and it looks great like don't get me wrong but it's like and then you know it's just like let's calm down on some of that stuff and let's make some of these games that were like epic like how long have they been talking about the uh final fantasy 7 remake for years for years for and fucking years, years. And since I final have, fantasy 7 came out and i have a feeling that it's not going to be as long as the original yeah i don't think it is either which fucking the original one was close. like three discs or something like that or four, four discs, discs. It was yeah four discs it was like what was it, like 80 hours i think yeah, yeah. something crazy 
And then, but they they have so many great properties, and they're just sitting on them. And then, who knows what Xbox is fucking doing? Like they had Tomb Raider, but now that you know that don't that's only exclusive for a little while, and then it gets released on everything. So yeah, we need we need to find out the politics behind this shit. Yeah, what I know. the fuck's going on? Yeah, we need to buy a game company and just <laughs> start making the shit. Like, let me learn you something real quick. I feel like I feel like it's funny too. I feel Capcom is one of the ones that listens. Capcom and probably Square Enix are two of the biggest game companies out there, right? But they're also two of the companies that listen to their fans the least. <laughs> like, I just don't understand it. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Hopefully they listen. Exactly. Wake up, Capcom. Wake up, Square Enix. Uh, though I heard that, um, that um, what's it called? Uh, Crystal Dynamics is making an Avengers game. And I heard it is terrible so far. <laughs> <laughs> so look for that from Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. <laughs> Square Enix is like, I feel like their games are either like amazing or terrible. Or terrible. Very I feel like my go-to terrible game is uh, The Bouncer. Uh, I never even heard of that yeah, one. Anyone who, anyone who knows who fucking played it. But 95% is just standing out in front of a club. And then every like twenty minutes, some that guy would causes make, trouble. That would make more sense yeah. than what they put out. But uh, anyone, I'm sure people will Google search that shit. But it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, well, let's let's, let's start talking about a, comp- a company that is listening to their fans: Disney and Lucasfilm and Star Wars. So, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. People have thoughts on it. <laughs> that was a well-deserved pause. Yeah, I'm just trying to try to decide how to start this off. Seamus Sh- has feelings. I know that. People have feelings. People have feelings. First, I want to hear your initial reaction. Like, what? Like, walking out of the theater, what did you think? Walking out of the theater, I really liked it. Yeah. So, I, it was after hearing everyone else complain about it then i was like oh i guess i kind of see what saying. and i'm 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 like 50 50 on it but uh the stuff that people are complaining about it are not the problems that i have i wouldn't even say i have problems i'm like uh i i i, I get what you're saying but i don't know i just don't agree and i think it's cool for people not agree yeah i, I know if she was here he trash on a lot of the stuff but yeah but Seamus doesn't like anything so it's it's <laughs> like I get it like I, I get you know and here my initial reaction in the theater absolutely loved it I teared up several times I had shivers and, and goosebumps several times and like and I'm gonna try to go see it again maybe tomorrow or the next day but I saw it twice um I'll, I'm gonna try to watch it third time yeah I, I really want to see it again um so my my thing and I know I I'll be I'll be the guy that everyone dislikes that's cool I, I'll <laughs> be that guy but um too late <laughs> I will further I will fucking <coughs> dig my heels um Leia or well, anyone who uh, anyone well I guess anyone who hasn't watched it probably would have cut out by now right but when Leia Force uh, pushes herself back. Space Leia. Space Leia. Didn't really bother me. It, I mean... I thought it was... It First of all, I thought it looked weird. It, it was a weird way to um, 
to to show how that happened. It just the CG looked a little funky. I will give you that the CG yeah. looked a little funky, but the fact that she looked we like we knew she was force sensitive. Okay, Yoda in you know in the third there is movie, another. Yep, yep there yep. is another has yep. stated that to think that she wouldn't have practiced or Luke wouldn't have taught her a little bit in thirty years is kind of ridiculous. Like, of course he would have taught her something. Like, right. maybe she doesn't flaunt it or use it all the time, but, you know, we do know that she is force-sensitive. Yeah, in a time of, like, super distress, yeah, I could see. Her. And, um, well, even if it was just, like, fight or flight, you know, it yeah, just yeah, yeah. kicked in. Like, right. So that part, I know the internet and people, and I know Seamus is probably like, fuck you, Christian. But it's to me, it wasn't that big of a deal to dislike a whole movie for that. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's first start about, like, what are, yeah, Let's go over what the main problems people are having with it, right? Space Leia is obviously a big part of it. The one that I do agree with was the space chase was a little long and a little pointless. It could have been a different device. Mm-hmm. It, that too, I was like, yeah, I could get behind that. Or the casino scene was a little like... Well, uh, well, first of all, I'll say that Rose and Finn... Yeah, Finn, right? Yeah, Rose and Finn's Finn. whole storyline uh, well, didn't do anything. Right. There was no point to that, except to maybe introduce Benicio del Toro, who might be coming to play in a further movie. So this is, and I think that's what's going to happen. That was actually he was one of my favorite. Characters. I thought, well, well, I loved him as a character. I thought he was fantastic. He was probably one of the best acted characters in the whole movie. But what did he do? Okay, so this, <laughs> this is, this is, all right. Yeah, I'm so glad we brought this up. So for me, the reason why I loved him, he was a true neutral character. Yeah, he was pure neutral. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He wasn't like on the rebel side. He wasn't on the fucking uh, the first order. He was just like, I'm looking out for me. For you know, he was like, that. yeah, he's like, oh, you guys are helping get out of prison. Oh yeah, I'll fuck with you guys. Oh, you guys need to get into that place. Sure, all right, that sounds cool. It benefits my needs. But as soon as he gets caught, yeah, he, yeah, he looks out for himself. He's he, self preservation. But it wasn't in uh, like I, I never. It's not it. a malevolent like right. It was way, more yeah. like. And he tells him, he's like, hey, you know, I fought with you this time. I fight with them today. I might fight with you next time. He's yeah, exactly. Like, it's more like, yay, hey, whatever suits me best. Right. Um, I think he was a cool character. Um, I just think, you know, it, if if the if his that whole story arc going to that planet and stuff, if the whole point was first to introduce those little kids and, you know, who we see yeah, at yeah. the end of the movie, right? Using the. Using the little little force kids, right? And then, or b- introducing Benicio del Toro. If he doesn't come back in another movie, that whole thing was pointless. Like right. they did not achieve what their goal. They did not get the codes or whatever the fuck. You know, did not break in and did not get successful. Um, all they did was cause more problems for the rebellion. It just it it seemed like a pointless endeavor for them to right, go there. Right. They didn't achieve much. So hopefully he comes back and plays a bigger part later. I I have a feeling that he will, but I want him to stay purely neutral. Oh yeah, because that was I think that would be fun. Too. One of the best. Well, ones. you know, um, we always talk about like how these relate to the older movies, right? Like obviously, Episode Seven was very much like a New Hope. Um, Benicio del Toro, like he was set up to kind of be a Han Solo character almost, right? He was a uh, like. Technically, an undesirable guy, yeah. but he was helping. You're like, oh, maybe he has a heart of gold and whatever. Um, like when he turns away, you know, you kept uh, when he said, hey, you know, I'm turning you in. Sorry, guys. You know, I might fight for you next time, whatever. Like Han Solo took the money and run. But at the end of A New Hope, yeah, he, he came back heart, in yeah. and he, he saved the day. But Del Toro never did that. So it was, 
It's constantly. I'm okay with that. I'm okay it's with playing that. with no, but it's playing with expectations of. Um, and I feel like Ryan Johnson did that a lot in this movie. It's like f- it, what you expect to happen, and then he flips it and does I a twist. There's a lot like, of twists. I feel like he tried to do that a lot, but it's like you know, know your gimmicks. Like use them sparingly, or you know, use them not not so sparingly. You know, and I feel like that's what he tried to do with the Leia thing, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you expected her to die because you know, Carrie Obviously Fisher passed away. But it's like, oh no, gotcha, you know. And it was more like I think it just didn't resonate well with audiences. I th- yeah, I think I think with let's talk Princess Leia first and foremost. Like yeah, like the space Leia was was okay, like kind of funky looking. I did not. I, th- that was the only time in the whole movie where I was like, oh, that's kind of strange. Not like not that I completely hated it. It was just strange. Right. right. But um, my biggest complaint with her is that. I feel like she should have been the one who did the light speed jump into the Imperial uh, fleet because when Laura Dern did that um, and Laura Dern's great, like she's in Jurassic Park. Everyone loves her. Um, but they introduce her character into this movie. She she fights with Poe like constantly and like demotes him and whatever and gives him a hard time. But then we find out at the end she has this plan all along. Right. And so she's the one who who jumps into this fleet, and she's basically given a hero's send off. You're supposed to go from the beginning of this movie to the end of this movie and really care for her and think like, "Oh man, how awesome!" But no one gives a fuck. Like no one cares about Laura Dern, right? Um, but if they had had Princess Leia do that, that would have been that would have been a I would have openly sobbed. Like, but it would have been beautiful. It would have been a great send off to that character. Took out the whole Imperial fleet, you, you know, running her battle cruiser into them at light speed. That would have been awesome. Instead, she's going off, and now, like, I feel like they're going to have to awkwardly write her out in the next movie. You know, she. We'll, I, I, and now we'll see how that's handled. But well, uh, one thing is we don't know what the family of Carrie Fisher had wanted. Like, sure. maybe it would have been hard to watch her die on screen. You know, so. I have a feeling right. that well, first, first, let me say when they sucked her out into space the first yeah. time, I was like, "Holy shit, yeah. this is terrible." Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like she came in, so like I'm glad they didn't do that. Like if it was a violent death with her and Admiral Akbar just frozen in space, yeah. I would have been very upset. I was bummed out about. But Akbar like, as well. give her a hero send off. You know what I mean? Luke certainly had that, and he's probably coming back in the next movie. You know what I mean? I, I have a feeling it's going to be she passed in between this movie and the next. It was just like, you know. Yeah, it's but for I feel like that's like like even Han Solo. Han Solo got got betrayed by his own son, run through with a lightsaber, Chewie scream. It was beautiful. There's a good way to die on screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like I hope I just hope they didn't take that away from Carrie Fisher. You know, if you have a legendary character there should be a legendary send off to it. You know what I mean? Right. If it's just said, you know, it's like, hey, have you seen Leia lately? No, oh, sorry, she didn't make it. And that's it. You know, like, it's a terrible way to send I'm off sure, that character. I'm sure it'll be a statue of her and they look to her, you know, and like, too bad. We could have used her, you know. I'm sure it's right. I, you know, I can see that. But, dude, because that scene where they take out the whole fleet. Where the the sound goes silent, and you just see the the like, things zoom, like after, yeah, like, like it's silent. You see it happen, then after, like, yeah, exactly. Other. It was so cool, and like I don't give a shit about Laura Dern. Sorry, Laura Dern. Sorry, <laughs> like they do, loved you in Jurassic <laughs> yeah, Park. They do move in herds. Yeah, yeah. Like I I get it, 
But it's just like that would have been so perfect for her. Now, my overall opinion of the movie, like I loved it and I still love it. Um, I think with any movie with this grade of expectation, there's always going to be minor tweaks that I would like to have seen. And I've gone over a couple of them now. But I will say this is probably one of the best directed Star Wars movies of all time as far as like cinematography like framing and like just like the it, the pacing was excellent going back and forth. Um, I know people complain about the space chase, right? The s- slow moving, high, low speed chase. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I, I'll say about that, which is kind of weird, is like as much as we all love Star Wars, Star Wars is not one of those uh, franchises that really go into how space travel is happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know we know that we know that the Millennium Falcon ha- is a hunk of junk, but it's also a fast hunk of junk, right? So it has problem getting the light speed, but we don't really know what light speed, how that's obtained, and what happens if you know if they do light speed into something like this one. First of all, we we found out that these ships have fuel, which we've <laughs> never heard of before. Yeah, What's like. That? This is the first time it became a problem. A yeah. problem, right? Exactly. Which is, you know, it's 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 weird to think about when you think back. You're like, wow, the X-wing never ran out of gas. You know what I mean? It's like, because they'd is, always plan out exactly how far they were going. And how they far they were going? That much. Yeah, exactly. Dagobah had a gas station. You know, he just refilled after he, you know, drained it out of the swamp. Um, but yeah, so that that was kind of strange, but. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that no. necessarily. It's just not not a segment of the universe that we had necessarily seen. Um, and then um, I I really loved that Puppet Yoda came back, and it was not only Puppet Yoda. So Seamus, I really Seamus hated. I really enjoyed Puppet Yoda. I did too. And I also enjoyed that they brought back his personality from, from the, the original. original. Right. Where he, you know, he makes fun of Luke. Where he's goofy, and yeah. he's like, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, you know, uh, episode one, two, and three, Yoda was a little bit more serious. He wasn't goofy at all. He, right, you know, he was, he was, you know, the one of the high. Yeah, why did he get all jokesy, jokesy Malone after when all of his went, people got killed? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I, did, oh, well, I did love that all, it was all the younglings are dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when he forced lightning, you know, where the Luke trees. Was like, I'm gonna burn it to the ground. Yeah. Like, First of all, also that shows how powerful those ghosts are. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not just they're not just uh, like, hey, by the way, I'll give you some free advice kind of thing. Like they still can react in the real world, which is kind of cool. And yeah, I I love that it was you know Frank Oz. It was the puppet originally. You know, you know it was very. And it's funny how like you know it's old Luke. Like it's it's an old man Luke. Yeah, but still calls him young Skywalker. It, but not only that is you almost I like me. I was like I started to see him as like a like an ignorant child. Like, right, right. He he started acting like little complainy Luke Skywalker again, and like like that hats interaction off, was hats great. off to uh, Mark Hamill. This was this was an excellent acting job for him. I thought he was absolutely amazing in this whole movie. Um, so I guess now that we're talking, Luke, yeah, let's talk Luke Skywalker. And I know a lot of people are gonna be pissed, and again, I'll be that dude. But I agree. I thought he fucking killed it. As I thought he was great. I thought he killed it. Um, I know people are saying like Luke would have never considered killing. Um, okay, Kylo. Okay, hold on. No, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me let me do my piece, and then everyone then the internet can fucking attack me after. But. To say, like, you know, he was this innocent 
kid is like, well, he's not anymore. You know, like there's right. 30 years of shit he has seen. I'm not the same. Like Luke, like 30 years, people change. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. He tried to kill his dad. <laughs> he tried to kill his own dad. Like, okay, I get it. Like there's. And like he said, like he said in the movie, I had a moment of weakness. Like, yes, he's a Jedi master, right. but he's also a fucking human being. I've had a terrible fucking thoughts for half a second and then right. immediately regretted it after. Yeah, I've definitely like, you know, held a pillow over your face when you're sleeping. Right. And I then saw I, you. And then I'm like, <laughs> ooh, I can't do it. Then I got to find a new co-host. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Okay. One more show. I'll give him one more show. <laughs> but it's like the same like he would never do that like you're right fucking teenager luke on that planet probably would have never considered that but having seen some shit luke you know hard-boiled <coughs> fucking like i'm you know like because he thought he well, was going to be the answer to the universe like that's right. a lot of fucking weight on that's a lot of shoulders. pressure and you see a fucking seedling of maybe something that might be there Right. Of course, you're not only not only that, thought. but seeing how powerful he was initially too. We 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 know that Kylo Ren is supposed to have this huge potential raw kind strength, of thing, yeah. raw strength and and stuff, and immediately went to the dark side. That's not something. That's not something we Luke has ever seen before. Right. His own father. He's only experienced you know that we know of at least like two people from the dark side. Right. The Emperor. Who? Yeah. Okay. Obviously, we know he's a bad guy, but his father. Right who started out as a good man and was torn and ended as a good man too, right? He was he was torn. He's never seen someone go like, "Ooh, I'm fucking evil from okay. the get-go." You know what I mean? So And that's that's another thing was like for me Luke's problem even like in the original movies was his belief in the Force. He didn't believe a lot of shit that uh fucking um um Obi-Wan Obi-Wan was some. He didn't believe him. And then when he was training with Yoda, he didn't believe that he can lift the X-wing out of the Right. Out of the swamp, you know? And so, yeah, maybe he thought for a second, I don't believe I can save Ben. Right. You know? So it's like, that's always, to me, it's like, that's, yeah. He's not, he's not out of character. He, he's, he's His whole character. character is conquering of doubt. Exactly. He, that's, that's what Luke Skywalker's entire story arc was. There's no way that I can be, you know, a, a bigger part of this universe. There's, you know, there's no way I'll ever get off of Tatooine. Right. There's no way I'll ever beat Darth Vader. There's no way I can lift this X-Wing. There's no way I can lift this rock. There's no way I'll ever be a Jedi. There's no way that uh, Darth Vader is my father. There's no way I could ever kill the Emperor. But that's what I'm saying. But he overcomes. Right. And, and yes, he did that on this time, but he got caught in that middle, in that moment of doubt. You and know, like, I feel like that's why when he had that, you know, serene moment when uh, yeah. he teleport or not teleport. I'm sorry. When he, I guess, force the uh, force projects. Yeah. Himself. I think at that moment he realizes he gets it. Like, right. oh, shit. Like, he no longer doubts his belief, and then he just slowly moved on to the other side. Right. And maybe and and maybe that's, you know, and we still don't know exactly what that what what that cause that that allows you to become know. one with the Force. I feel like maybe it's just, different for every Jedi. I feel like he just, at that point, like, I fucking get it. Yeah, I, he I, becomes one right. with the understanding of the Force. Like everything I, I doubted and everything I didn't understand, I now understand, and then he switched my, my So here, here's my only tweaks that I would have done with Luke, right? So, um, again, like, I think the way, he, the way Ryan Johnson did it was great, especially my favorite part with him was when he sees R2-D2 on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I started crying when that happened. It was amazing. 
Um, he's like, that was a cheap shot. That, yeah, when he played the help, you know, help me, you're my only hope. I'm like, oh fuck, that's like, that's what started Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what brought him into this thing, which was amazing. Um, but anyway, um, I think my my a couple of tweaks I would have done. I wish he was actually on that salt planet, right? The, I, the I honestly, I was. One hundred percent tricked. Really? <laughs> like, I thought you he thought was... he had brushed some like just for men into his beard, I giving honestly, himself a little lightsaber haircut. <laughs> I figured it was just like a lot of movies will do this, where like you know you want someone to seem like a not a good character. Yeah, you make them look a little disheveled, right. and then when they make that transition into like okay, now they are the hero, or now you're supposed right. to see them in separate light. Yeah, they'll make some alterations so that it's it's more you know your visual. Will affect what you think about them, right? So I figured that's what it was. Like, all right, well, no one checked fucking costumes, you know, when they did that continuity. Sh- yeah, no one checked. Con- Someone's getting fired in the <laughs> continuity department. And I just figured when everything was blasting on him, I was like, damn, like you know, he's showing his fucking strength that he can right. like block all that shit with zero effort. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so that's one thing is like, you know, I wanted, I wanted to see. You know, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. And in a way, we definitely did. I wanted to, a little bit more hands-on Luke right, Skywalker. Right. You know, so I wanted him to, like, pull the fucking walkers down with the force. I wanted him blocking lasers with his lightsaber and shit like that. I, 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 felt, like, I felt like I was cheated a little bit on that <laughs> just because... I would counter of, with how hard that would have been to project yourself to another planet. No, no, and I understand. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, what he did is just as impressive. It's just from a movie standpoint. Like, dude, Rogue One ruined it for for this movie. You know, like because it was so great. If, if Rogue One did not come out and we didn't see that last um, Darth Vader moment, where you're like, you know, forty years, fifty years of of buildup of what this character like is and what he's capable of into that one little moment where you're like, holy shit, this is why the rebels are terrified. Right, of him. Right, right. Like, um, and I, I, I still think that, that, that scene there is probably the best scene in all of star Wars, which is, is a hard thing to say. Cause there's been some great lightsaber battles. Up. You're talking about Vader slaughtering all Vader the- slaughtering the rebels. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that struck me so hard. But anyway, well, I mean the guys who were afraid of him really fucking sold it, you know, like yeah. they were fucking terrified. Oh yeah. But just him just tearing people up. We, you know, he's always kind of a slow menacing guy and we don't see a lot of that, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, so I, I wanted, that's not my only real complaint. Plus that would have, um, we saw the X wing in the water, right? How sick would it have been if we just saw one little scene of him, like, you know, like lifting it up one handed kind of thing and right. it just fucking flying over real fast to show how far he's come as a character? How, how did you feel about the blue milk? Oh, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like the blue milk. Like, I like the way you cleaned it off. Like, yeah, exactly. The blue milk was funny because that was definitely a comic. I love the porgs also. You really? really? I, I love the porgs. My only complaint with the porgs. That one Chewbacca was about to eat. He should have eaten it. Well, I think he should have taken a bite or something. But that that cooked pork was the fakest looking piece of shit yeah. I've ever seen. It had the legs on it still. It had the legs on it. It was perfectly straight. It was like plasticky and glossy. <laughs> like I it I felt like they could have made a better looking I think. But besides that, I actually loved them. I thought they were just enough little comedy here and there, you know? Oh, the comedy bit for me was when Luke 
you know, tickle. Oh Ray. yeah, that was so funny. I was fucking. You like, feel you the feel force? It? You feel? It? I do. I, I do, do. Feel it. I feel it. <laughs> it's not the force. That and when he tossed the lightsaber because we were yeah. waiting for fucking two yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna say? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like fuck this lightsaber. Yeah, I think I you know um I think they handled him really well, and he you know and remember like the the other the uh, Jedi Master who trained him was kind of a kooky old man, you yeah. know what I mean? Like so I I I I love that. I thought that um oh the creatures I loved just in defense of the portis the little nuns that were taking care oh, of oh the yeah they temple. were funny they, they were, were hilarious. Fucking and like they when did, she like chops the rock off and it hits their cart and just destroys and they're just and it's like and they, they don't just look say, up. they don't say anything and even though they're in props you can tell she's fucking annoyed yeah <laughs> she's, she's like what the mad. fuck <laughs> we were done with these Jedi for so long <laughs> two of them come back and they're ruining our shit I thought they were fucking hilarious they I were loved the way they were fucking designed they were and, great they they had, and and they didn't do much you know no, they were just real life and I, I loved it yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Luke Skywalker was handled beautifully. I think that, yeah, seeing him force projecting at the end, I knew something was up. I didn't know he was force projecting. I was wondering why they made the point of like when the dude licked the sand and then they showed it turned red. Yeah. And I'm like, why? That was like, that's such a weird scene to film. And I get it, it was to show when Luke was walking, he left no footsteps. Yeah. I didn't fucking catch. See, on that. I didn't catch that. But I thought the whole licking thing was I'm like, oh, this is the red planet. Because, you know, like I was getting done with them. You know, we we're getting close to the end of the movie. I'm like, wait a minute. We haven't seen the red pla- yeah, the planet sure. yet. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. There's still 25 minutes yeah. left. <laughs> um, So I was uh, I thought they were just setting it up for like the big, you know, red you know, clouds coming off and these little speeder you know, things are coming off. I thought that's why I'm like, oh, that's why they're, they're showing why there's red sh- shooting up everywhere. Oh, it's just under there. But yeah, you know, going back on it. Yeah, that's why I want to see it again. I don't want to see that stuff that I missed. Um, so another thing. So the Internet will hate me. Yeah. Um, how people were upset about Captain Phasma. Like, yeah. oh, that's it. She's dead. She didn't get a backstory. It was like to me, I was like, well, how much did people love Boba Fett? What kind of backstory did Boba Fett have? Like he didn't have much of a fucking backstory yeah. in the movies. Like I think I think Captain Phasma was more of a G than Boba Fett ever was, as far as like u- ultimate fighting and stuff right, like right. that. Like n- you know, but she, like when people were upset about that, like Captain Phasma was like, dude, but you don't say anything about Boba Fett. Like we got Boba Fett explanations later. You yeah, know? like it wasn't fucking when the movies came out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just, and you know, um. I'll say anybody, you know, anybody can complain about this movie. That's, you know, that's what Star Wars is, is it's different to everyone, right? It, it's a different experience for Seamus, for me, for you. Um, and, yeah, they can complain about the little things like that um, because we all experience Star Wars differently. I was never a big Boba Fett fan because, like, and my, my whole thing was, like, Okay, what does Boba Fett do? Well, he stands there like a bitch and looks menacing. Cool helmet. I get it. I cool character design i get that and then yeah he he free he has a han solo frozen but the empire is the one who froze him you know what i mean he didn't catch him or anything like that he's just standing there he's like uh han solo's mine what if he, what if i don't get paid and then Darth Vader's like don't worry man you'll get fucking paid just calm the fuck down <laughs> and then and then we don't see the slave one do anything cool except kind of hide and be stealthy and then on return of the jedi he gets beaten by a blind guy who hits him with a broom handle and then he gets eaten by a worm. Like he literally does nothing cool. He, he's supposed to survive the worm. He's yeah. To- 
Well, yeah, they, that came out after. That came out after that movie because people were like, oh, no, Boba Fett died like a bitch. <laughs> but, you know, he, he that's an example of how an awesome character design, like, grew this mythology of this character. You know, um, and he, he looked he looked cool. He looked like a cool guy. Um, but besides that, it's just like he never had substance. But he's one of the most beloved Star Wars characters. And yeah. that's fine. I don't care that people <laughs> love him. Um, you know, I get it. You know, he looks cool. He has missiles and a jetpack. That's cool stuff. But like to be so hard on these new characters when you have such affinity for a lame old character, like I, you know, it's it's not fair. You're using a double standard. You're expecting, you know, uh, you're expecting some other filmmaker to make something as instantly memorable for you as this character that was not meant to be instantly memorable. Yeah, he was introduced in the holiday special. In a cartoon, riding a dinosaur, like that was Boba Fett's first appearance. Is, oh, was it really? Yes. Oh, I need to go. I still haven't watched. It. I know you posted it. Yeah. So I need to watch it. Yeah, I posted it on our web page on uh, Facebook uh, slash uh, Nerd with Friends. The full Star Wars holiday special on there is actually a really good rip too. It's like really crisp and everything. Um, do yourself a favor. That's the first introduction of uh, Boba Fett is in that is in that show, and he's it's a cartoon special. Where um, he's introduced and he comes riding a dinosaur that he beats with uh, like a tuning fork, it looks like. Um, and he has a weird voice, too. He's like, I'm Boba Fett. How can I help you, friend? <laughs> it's just like super weird. I'm definitely going to watch it. But yeah, that was the first introduction of him. And so like, and then he shows up in Empire Strikes Back. Um, but yeah, it's just. Like, I don't understand why people are so hard on, on uh, Ryan Johnson when I think he made a good-ass movie. The lightsaber battle we haven't even talked about oh, yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of the best lightsaber battles Actually, ever. I, that that was one part I was like, oh, man, are they going to team up? Yeah. This will be fucking awesome if they team up. You know, obviously they ended up not. But I will say, oh, so, and I'll transition back into this. Um, I really liked Kylo Ren's, like... Man nipples. Yeah, they're... His white ass chest. No, uh, <laughs> um, just a high waisted. Let's let's put that to bed. He was wearing high waisted pants. Okay, yeah. everyone needs to fucking calm down. The guy is yoked as fuck. Oh yeah, he's he he's, works hard on that body. He's really wide. Which he, <laughs> it's the high waisted pants. It's weird. It just it has a weird really wide. Has a very slimming thing. That's why I wear high waisted pants. <laughs> oh, who's calling me? I'm not answering. But that um, I really enjoyed Kylo Ren's uh, character in his conflict. Mm-hmm. Like he. To be honest, I really didn't care too much about Ray, right. like at all, because of the um, back and forth where we didn't know where Kylo Ren was going to go, and th- right. that to me seemed really interesting. Where he still had some good in him, right? But he was definitely more of the bad. It's like, oh, at any point he can transition. It's one more. Way in- or the it's other. more interesting to watch a conflicted character for sure. Which like is why Luke Skywalker was so interesting in the original series. It's like. You know, he's fighting again. He's like, he's resisting Yoda. He's like, he wants to go save his friends. He's trying to do this. He's trying to be a Jedi. He wants to save the world, but he can't, like, you know, forsake his friends. Um, Watching that struggle is interesting. For sure. And, like, when he made, like, when they were going, where he says, fuck, you know, forget the Sith. Forget the Jedi. These are old ways. Yeah. Let's start a new way. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I I was like, do it. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was like, I tried to imagine myself being in that position. Fuck, that's a hard offer to turn down where you're just like, 
you obviously don't know shit about the Jedi's. The Sith Lords, like, you know, failed me. It's like, we can rule something better, something new. It's like, fuck, that's a, that's a, it's a tempting offer. That's yeah, a fucking tempting offer. But I was like, I don't know, like, what side I would Plus, he just take. ultra saved you. <laughs> so, like, you know, it was pretty cool. But uh, yes, back <clears> to the fight <throat> scene. It was fucking awesome. Oh, um, the awesome. The fight scenes were fucking, that, that lightsaber fight The back to awesome. back, and yeah. then, like, oh, just, and the red guys. Their armor seemed very restrictive, which probably their led to their... Their weapons were cool, though. Their yeah, fucking their weapons, weapons They all had cool different new weapons. Um, and so, what do you think about Snoke? You think... I think he's actually Darth Pelagus. I think that's... I don't think we're seeing the end of him. You don't think he's Why are we going to spend, you know, uh, millions of dollars... It's got to be millions of dollars CGIing Andy Serkis into Snoke. You can get any old man to sit in a chair and talk menacingly. That's what we had with, you know, that's what we had with the Emperor, right? You know what I mean? Well, and thank you for bringing that up because I was going to say that next. What did we know about the Emperor? Because, again, people are saying, we don't know about this great character, Snoke. He was so strong. It took the prequels to tell you who the Emperor was. What did you know about the Emperor? He was a bad guy dressed in black and he had shot lightning. Yeah, it looked like a future Pope, Catholic Pope. Right, exactly. Space Um, Pope. (laughs) Um, So I feel like it could go either way. They could bring up his backstory again later or they may not well so and i i never read the books again like um i know i said this before is like i did enjoy that it was his overconfidence that killed yeah, him his hubris his hubris was like he was like i know that kid inside and out and i know what he's gonna yeah i'm the do. one who introduced you fuckers yeah it's just like uh, that you know yeah that got him but from my understanding darth pelagus's story is like his apprentice kills him he has different apprentice all the time, and each time his apprentice will kill him. But he well, that's, revives, that's the Sith way, isn't it? It's like you, but he re, but he revives himself and becomes more powerful each time. So I think that he, maybe he'll show up later as you know and reveal. General Hush. <laughs> no, as <laughs> like it'll be him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. when but, he was pulling out the fucking blaster. Oh yeah, <clears throat> Kylo ran on the ground. I was like, ah, that's fucking hilarious. And he's like, oh, puts it away. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty good. Um. But uh, yeah, so maybe we'll see Snoke again. You know, um, I, you know, it seems like it just from a standpoint of like making a movie, it seems wasteful to have, you know, um, Andy Serkis and uh, all this crazy CG for a guy who didn't look that crazily CG. You know what I mean? Like yeah. an old guy with a little makeup would have been the same. You know what I mean? So I think like. Just because they've spent that much money on him, think, I think he's going to return somehow. I don't know if they'll... Because Darth Maul came back, too. I mean, you find out later. Right, again. In the Clone Wars. In the Wars, cartoons, yeah. Which is great, but I don't know if they'll give him the same treatment. They might. Well, again, I'd ha- I have to research more about uh, how Darth Pelagus does it, but like that has to do with, probably has to do with how he's scarred and stuff like that. He might just have another scar on him, you know what I mean? Uh, a little midsection. Well, yeah, he, he had like he had like it looked like his skull got broken in half. So yeah. maybe he got lightsabered in the face before. Who knows? Yeah. So um I don't think we've seen the end of him. Now, it does feel though like it's going to be a showdown between Rey and um sure. Kylo Ren. Sure. Yeah, but hey man, we got another trilogy hap- we have Ryan Johnson's trilogy happening after episode 9. Um but uh, another thing, too, is there's uh, the reveal that Ray's parents are just junk rat smugglers. Yeah. Just nothing. Sold it for next next hit. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, one thing that, like, I still have a theory that her parents are significant. Um, I still think she's a Kenobi. 
like that. I've had that. I've had that thought for a long time, and it just reinforced it even more. No, I I feel like it's it's over because when Kylo Ren tells her, you know, focus on or you know, search your feelings. You know it to be true. It was the same line that you right. know Vader had given Luke, and he was like, and he knew it was true that that was his dad. Right. So I. I but, but maybe you know that's the thing though. Um, if you play out the timeline, she she's not Obi Wan's daughter. But she could come from the from his line, right? And so, I, just, I don't see it. I don't know. It, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not possible. So you want to hear, you want to hear my reasoning? All I right, thought right, it out. I flushed right. it out quite a bit. Okay, so first of all, they've already uh, greenlit an Obi-Wan movie, right? So um, that movie, and this is, this, is a, this is like a two-parter. This is my script for the new Obi-Wan movie. Disney, you listening? Yeah, Listen. Disney. Tune in. Take notes. Ewan McGregor, it's the perfect age right now to reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi. The in-between, uh, yes. what he played in. Okay. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. He And then the movie is going to uh, take place where he's on Tatooine watching over young Luke Skywalker, but also living out his exile for his failure to Anakin Skywalker, right? Okay. And um, But, you know, everyone wants a little prequel in there, too, so it's going to be little flashback episodes of him. You know, maybe meeting Qui-Gon Jinn for the first time or Yoda for the first time, um, being, being a little Padawan learner. There'll be a little flashbacks at the Jedi Academy, I think. Um, but primarily it's going to be him, you know, giving up being a Jedi, you know, once and for all and just, you know, living his life out on Tatooine. But everyone knows when you try to give up being a hero, it's hard. You know, we've seen like, you know, you've seen, you know, all sorts of Western movies where they can't, you know, they... They have one last ride kind of thing. They're drawn back into it one more time. Um, the, I'm, getting, I'm getting too old. I'm for getting this too shit. old for this shit, you know. And so, you know, around town, he maybe he has a couple little things where he's like, you know, he sees some injustice happening. He does a little like Jedi mind trick here and there to, you know, save some, you know, uh, helpless people. You know, he can't stop saving people necessarily. Okay. And then one of those instances leads him into, you know, uh, saving an attractive young lady. Right, and he's a Jedi. He, he was. He was a Jedi. There's no right? more order. No more Jedi. He's not a Jedi anymore. He's not even Obi Wan anymore. He's Ben Kenobi. Right, and so he's you know, been in that ass. He's been in that ass. <laughs> and so, um, and so, yeah, maybe he he gets her out of some trouble with uh, a couple Imperial troops, kind of thing, and he starts forgetting his you know Jedi vows and stuff. Right, it doesn't really matter anymore. What what's what's the worst that could happen right thing maybe have a little one night tryst kind of thing but then after that he's like no i can't do this this is it's just not who i am i'm still obi-wan kenobi and um you know he kind of goes back and you know no call no calls her again you know say sorry okay. you know ghosted her before he goes ghosted before her he exactly ghost, okay? force ghost her <laughs> <laughs> but you know maybe she gets into some trouble with the empire again and he has to save her one more time and get her out of some trouble again finds out she's pregnant with his child from the one night stand right he knows that anakin skywalker now darth vader is hunting down jedi and if he ever finds out that obi-wan has a uh is still alive or that he has a, a child now it's gonna cause major problems so he he packs his you know one night stand lady up says i'm sorry i love you but you know i, I gotta send you away for your own safety and sends her off into the galaxy with you know cab fare and just lets her off you know right and then and then he he that movie would end with him you know uh seeing uh from a distance some sand people knock out luke skywalker 
and him putting his hood up and walking down there, you know, to save the sand people. It goes right up, just like uh, Rogue One did, goes right up to the end. Him, flash forward, he's got the gray beard, doing his best Sir Alec Guinness, and he's saving Luke from the sand people. And that's how that movie ends, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? But um, now his, his, uh, his pregnant lady friend is out there, right? So she, you know, um, she has her baby and the baby, I think, would have to be Luke's father or mother. doesn't matter. Or I'm sorry, uh, Ray's father or mother. Right. And so she's, you know, for her own safety, no mention of, you know, Obi-Wan, no mention of Jedi. You know, the kid maybe, you know, maybe has a little touch here and there, but that's all it ever is. Because remember, they're still growing up in an empire where this shit is just, you know, where there's no Jedi's left, right? There's no one to teach them. And so, and then eventually, you know, so they do the only thing they can. They, they, they're junk traders, you know what I mean? And then, um, uh, it gets a little hot on Jakku and, um, they have to leave their, their infant daughter Ray on there to go escape because maybe, maybe they've heard the call of, you know, of Luke Skywalker and whatever. And maybe they went to go, uh, train at the Jedi temple. I haven't quite, like it out yet. flush that part out yet but it's easy to see where like that timeline kind of matches up okay it's the reason why um obi-wan was not a, a father there he has to send them away to, for safety away from him so he doesn't know so anakin can never force that from him kind of thing um and then that would uh then show why ray hears obi-wan's voice calling out from the lightsaber not you know not someone else like she's never met obi-wan what is obi-wan to her why is she hearing that voice she's not hearing luke right so there's there's no and that was his lightsaber she's not hearing anakin skywalker she's hearing obi-wan in uh the force awakens i mean it would be it would be interesting it would be cool the last thing the only good guy with a british accent sir alec guinness from the original from the original one right everyone else is american everyone on the dark side it's all English, British, right? Except Kylo Ren. Well, no, uh, I'm talking original movies. Except Darth Vader, because Darth Vader has no accent; he's a robot. Okay. Okay. So, of the newer movies, right? Who's like the only one with the British accent? It's Ray. And who's the only one on the Empire side who's got an American accent? Kylo Ren. So again, <laughs> now you've got these these crisscross. <laughs> the conspiracy of theories are coming hot. Well, so Finn is a British guy. Like right. he, he's they a British play an American. Yeah. Why are they make him play American? If not to accentuate Ray's Britishness. If, if he's lying, but I've heard him talk about it, and they said he auditioned with the British accent, and they were like, "We can't know, understand what you're saying." No, they were <laughs> like, and then he did it also in the American, and they just liked the American. They're like, "Do that." They're not going to tell him about oh, the Obi Wan movie that I they've mean, got they, coming out three years from now. <laughs> But I think there's enough there where that makes total sense. And if anything, we should definitely have that Obi-Wan movie. Like, he doesn't even have to have a girl pregnant, but, like, him, like, you know, struggling to still be a, a Jedi but still sure. do good. Have you seen The Clone Wars? Uh, the cartoons? I watched some of it, but the animation's so terrible that I can't get, get through you it. You fucking get over it. I no, can't. I no, tried. Oh, come on. I've gotten through, like, uh, how many seasons are that, there? I've watched, like, two seasons. That show is really great, and they do... A lot of I hated <coughs> movie Anakin. I fucking loved 
cartoon Anakin. Yeah. It was, he was just such a, that voice actor in the animators just did a greater, way better job. Yeah. Of like fleshing out a, that makes a, sense. a character. Yeah. Um, but he has a love interest. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan not, does? Not Anakin. Yeah. Obi-Wan has a love interest in that. So. I also like watching the prequels, thinking that Obi-Wan and Padme had a thing. Um, and then Anakin gets it. If you if you watch those movies, thinking about that, and you look at some of the sideways glances they have and stuff like that. So you think when Obi Wan saw a teenage uh, <laughs> fucking Padme, he was like, mm. well, well, he was young too. Like when they first meet, he's a he's a Padawan. I feel like he's nineteen twenty. Sure. Probably. And what's she like? You know, fifteen, sixteen. She's like thirteen, fourteen. I don't think she's that young. In episode I, one, you think so? I don't think Natalie Portman was that young, but well, her character was supposed to be that You look young. at Natalie Portman, and you're like, <laughs> I'll risk it. <laughs> what planet are we on? What's the age of consent? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, but if, if you watch those movies again, thinking about that, it actually, like, it's a more compelling um, reason that Anakin would switch over to the dark side, right? He's um, If he finds out that, and th- this could be before Anakin and Padme ever like went out or you know had their little love thing. Maybe Obi Wan and her had a little thing ahead of time, and Anakin finds out about it, and that starts driving a rift between him. Right? He's he's jealous of his of his best friend and his love love of his life, who have been together behind you know without telling him kind of thing. And if you watch those movies again, that's a more compelling reason why he goes to the dark side than just you know talking to being upset about his mom and killing a bunch of sand people but again right, I'll, watch I'll, I'll watch it, it again i'll do it i'll do it man i'll rewatch it with that in mind i'm giving you guys the tools to like the prequels okay these <laughs> these are hard thought out reasons so uh check them out i think it's, it's definitely fun yeah, but I'll do it i will say like episode eight i loved it i still love it knowing what i know now about why people are upset about it and i just i you know I get it. I will say the one one of the things that did that did irk me sure. uh, was when uh, Finn was about to have this epic, you know, moment of being a true hero because people think of him as a hero. They see him as a hero, but he doesn't feel he like he hasn't a hero. done anything. But when he was about to plow himself, sacrifice himself, yeah, and then Rose cheated him of it. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck you, Rose!" Like that yeah. wasn't your choice. That was that it. was his choice to fucking make, and he was willing to fucking do it. And you know, the not, reason- o- not only that, but like, it's the same thing that Brian Johnson did to Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> and when, and when, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and when Brian Johnson, I keep saying Brian Johnson because that's the singer for ACDC. It's Ryan Johnson. <laughs> and Spelled then weird. She, and too. then when she tells him, I love you, it's like, how do you love him? You've known him like two days. She got the jungle fever. I guess, man. She I- wants the big black D. <laughs> Like two days, you know, you love. You can say I really, really like you. Or, I really, really like you, but like, really, I liked her though. She was fun, and I thought they had really good chemistry too, though. Uh, Real, uh, I thought that I thought that was so cute together. Rose. But yeah, it's fast. It's like the, her sister who fucking you know did the G kick, you know, <laughs> to get the, you know, the the detonator. Yeah. I liked her better than Rose. I will say those bombers were poorly designed. <laughs> You can't, you can't, they can't First fly of all, a little bit. They have to drop. We're using gravity in space. Yeah, That's what's going on. Yeah. Space gravity. Okay. I get it. First of all, the Y-Wings did that. I know the Y-Wings got torn up to shit, 
but like they didn't all get blown up. You know like, what I'm saying? Why do they have to go so slow? Why do they have to go so slow? Yeah, yeah. First, <laughs> we got put put some fucking motors on the back of those things. You know what I mean? And then like, okay, so you're telling me that the only way to drop these bombs is that one little remote control that's not tied to anything? Come on. You know what I mean? It's like it's a free-floating remote control that drops all the bombs. That don't make no sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's got to be a lever somewhere. You know what I mean? Attached to the glove. Something. Man- yeah. <laughs> Manual override. Put it on your belt. Like, God, I have a fucking Google Home in my room. Just like, Alexa, drop the fucking bombs. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, is, I know it's a long time saying, ago like, in a galaxy there, far away, but someone had to think of it. That's what I'm saying. There was little things that was, that was like, you know, little little irksome, but not. I wouldn't say anything that would ruin the movie. Yeah. And, you know, like, even the little complaints I have, that's me being a super nerd. Yeah. I think most people, like, just with a basic knowledge of Star Wars, should go in and enjoy this movie. Um, I don't think... I, don't let the internet trolls you know, keep you from watching the movie and having your own opinions. I think a lot of people who like Star Wars will, you know, enjoy this and have that nostalgic feeling. Seeing the little kid at the end grab the broom with the force. Yeah. And have him looking up at the stars and, and holding it like a lightsaber. Fucking Luke right It was there. great. It, it was, was fucking, awesome. That was Luke all over again. That was Luke. That was Anakin. You know, like all these Jedi before him, you know, he w- he's the new hope. You know what I mean? So, um... I think we're I think we're in for a great you know uh, next movie and beyond. And know? again, I just feel like the next one is going to be years. Yeah, after. I think a time jump has to happen because there's no way. But there's there's less obvious time jumps in Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back too. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure because like there's no way that the rebels are going to be able to assemble a new fucking army. Not one that can even right. come close to fighting them. Yeah, and they're then, they're really on the fringe again. You know what I mean? And yeah, and Ray has to fucking train. She has the books. Yeah, exactly. She, and then she's got Ghost Yoda, I'm sure, and Ghost Luke to help her. But she has to fucking train. She's untrained, like right. zero fucking training. Everyone's like, yeah, she's gonna have a whole school full of uh, Jedi. I'm like, yeah, I don't whole, think, yeah. slow your roll. I don't like, think that, that's gonna happen. Maybe maybe episode you know ten, eleven, twelve. Like when Ryan Johnson starts his, because he's supposed to have a trilogy that. Um, gets away from the Skywalker um, story. And, and you know I, I still mean? I still think that Finn and Poe are a little force sensitive. And particularly Poe, like how much fucking how much of superior fucking, uh, you know, uh, he is on the X-Wing than everyone else. Yeah. And the yeah, fact, he's so great. And the fact that Finn, you know, still in the first movie, picked up the lightsaber and used it, you know? Yeah. He, he Not only that, caught, but he, tra- he caught Kylo he, Ren a little bit. Yeah, and he beat the shit out of Captain Phasma. You know, like he he fought her really well, considering he was just a normal stormtrooper, the janitor, the yeah. guy who mopped the fucking. Yeah, floor. exactly. So that I think there's some cool stuff happening. Um, I'm excited. For, I love Star Wars, and the next movies I'm sure is going to be great too. You know, I can't wait is for the, the next one's Han Solo. Han Solo. I heard they were doing some reshoots for that. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, I saw something saying it was coming out of May of 2018. That's not right. Uh, that can't be. That can't be right. I, I kind of. It's hard reading stuff on the internet now because all these like BuzzFeed and stuff. Fake news, man. Fake news. N- not just fake news. It's just people trying to write something to be the first out saying it, and they have spelling errors. Yeah. There's date errors. I saw one the other day that pissed me off, saying that something was open till like 12 p.m. when they meant 12 a.m. <laughs> and that just drives me crazy. I see that at restaurants and stuff too. I'm like. Oh, so you're only open from uh, 8 in the morning to noon? That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. It's 3 o'clock right now. <laughs> 12 p.m., huh? You mean 12 a.m., you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I think, you know, and I, hope it's, they, I hope it's like another, I hope the Han Solo is like another Rogue One because Rogue oh, One is so amazing. 
Dude, I hope so too. Like, I want. It's gonna be hard though, particularly with fucking satisfying, you know. Well, that someone who's gonna you know be a. Pre- I think it's in good hands. Like, I think because the um, what's his name? The guys who did uh, uh, it's not the is it the Lego movie? Yeah, it's the Lego movie. Those guys are the guys directing it. Um, I forget their names now. Well, their I brothers think, or something. I like think that. Glover's gonna kill it. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Lando's gonna be awesome. He's yeah. probably gonna steal some of the show. Who knows who the uh, you know the the Han he, Solo guys? To me, he doesn't look anything like fucking um, Han Solo. We'll but, see though. You know, yeah, makeup's well, amazing. Like w- one thing that I can always uh, you know look the other way on st- stuff like that because you look back at like Looper again, Ryan Johnson directed oh, yeah. that one. And um and like Joseph Gordon Levitt did a great like I was mannerisms facial expressions he killed it but yeah he didn't really look like him at all he didn't look like him but little subtle like uh uh makeup that he had on him actually did a it did enough to make it me seem like oh that's a young Bruce Willis I could kind of see it yeah. enough you know it's just the look wasn't there but definitely he killed it in yeah the sense of I think yeah so I'm hoping that's that's kind of the way it goes with this one but um one thing with Han Solo is like you know um. It's like that's everyone's favorite character, yeah. so it has to be fucking great. I that's a lot of fucking you know weight on someone's shoulders to be like fuck you know yeah that's like that's like I feel like Heath Ledger Joker like unless you're yeah. coming at that level like fucking people may so I should have just had Tom Hardy be young on Solo because that would have been amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone just stop hating on the Last Jedi. Like you know don't. If you don't like it, that's fine. Everyone's got their own opinions, but don't ruin it for other people. I feel like I have several friends who are like, "Really? Is should I see Star Wars?" Like, like everyone's yeah. saying, every it's so bad. It's not bad. It's a good movie. Um, but even if it wasn't, go see it and get your own opinion about it. I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, I think everyone you can have problems with any movie, but I loved it. I I. I I don't know which one I like better, this one or the. Uh, I think I like this one better, but this one or Force Awakens. Which which, which one would you pick? Uh, Force Awakens is kind of hard because it came out. You know, it's the first Star Wars we had seen since the prequels. Really, I would say even though I had some problems with it, the last one, even though I had slight problems with it, the last one, I, I, Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, yeah. I think like. One of the th- things is so the hard. Comedy when the comedy oh, was there, it, it was hit so really good. Hard. Yeah, but I think another thing is kind of unfair because um, this was the first Star Wars we had seen with our main Star Wars characters that we know and love since Return of the Jedi. Really, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I think it just scratched that itch so well. You know, it's it's like, oh my god. We're watching a new Star Wars movie, and it's actually pretty good. Like, it was like, you know, we had such a bad time with the prequels that it was refreshing. So it's kind of hard. I think that one might have a slight edge for me just because of that feeling. But I really like this one. I had a good time. Yeah. I love Luke Skywalker. I thought they did a great job with him. It was just amazing. Yoda was great. X-Wing fighting was amazing. Little little power slide with the X wing was weird because how do you do that in space? But again, <laughs> space gravity. Space gravity. There's yeah. It was the wind resistance that he used, so that so it pushed it back. He you know? injected some. You wind know, like into when space. cars drift. You know the reason why yeah. they don't flip is the wind is pushing against. Yeah, same thing. Same thing bro. All that space wind, solar yeah. wind. Same thing. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, check it out, guys. I think 
I think everyone's going to at least have some fun with it. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I really don't see why there's so much hate on it. Um, but, you know, hey, Star Wars, it, you're never going to have a perfect movie. You know I, what I mean? I feel like Seamus at this point has pulled out all his hair. Yeah. Listening to us. Well, he has a lot of really nice hair, so yeah, I mean, he, he can afford some. <laughs> but, yeah, Seamus, you know. We'll go on record saying Seamus hated this movie. He's told us. <laughs> if you if you didn't know. Yeah, like I, we don't want to talk up saying that he loved it. He hated it. He he hated it. He thinks it ruined Star Wars. And that Disney needs to stop making Star Wars. Yeah. Things. Which sorry, Seamus, but they won't. They won't make it. They're gonna make their four billion dollars back. Um but uh yeah, you know, I I don't know why. I don't know why he hates it so much. I mean, I get it. I know the reasons he's yelled at me on the phone, but I, those still don't make sense to me. They, I, I think it's just for a lot of people. They, it's too sacred of a property. They have their ideas and they don't like people doing new things. To right. it, you know, which is so strange to me. You know what? We should have an episode. It's like, all right, Seamus, tell us your version. How would you yeah. have done? Force yeah, we'll give him like a w- couple weeks in advance to like write some bullet points out what he would have wanted, and I'll have to you know we'll have to give him the disclaimer: you can't use expanded universe because that's <laughs> I feel like that's everyone's like that's everyone's fallback. But like, my, and I, again, I never read expanded universe because you know I know they're considered canon because George Lucas signed off on them. But to me, Star Wars is a movie. It, that's all it is to me. It's a movie. Right. And yeah, you can have video game little tie ins and that's fine for whatever. But um, I think like I'm a purist. I like episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and Rogue One and eight. You know what I mean? (laughs) That to me and the holiday special, because that's that's a one off that everyone has to see. But that that to me is what Star Wars is. There's too many like all the books and stuff. Yeah, that seems cool. But. I feel like there's not as much there wasn't as much outcry when those things were coming out as there is now when someone else is trying to take on Star Wars. So what's the difference there? You know what I mean? Why did why did Seamus? Yeah, why did you why are these books good enough to be considered canon when this new idea is not? I don't I just don't get it. So, you know, Seamus will have him do a one off episode. It'll be like an hour long of just him talking (laughs) with bullet points. And not, and saying the word huge weird, huge huge huge, like it's huge. There's an H in there. Stop ignoring it. Like you're ignoring how great Star Wars is. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on Star Wars? Any no, last? Man, I, 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 I think again, we did a pretty good job. I think we covered. I'm not trying to think of anything. Porgs are great. I know they're a cash grab, but I fucking want one. Yeah. They, they we sell this one at work that I really want to get that sticks up on your windshield. Like he's up, pressed up against the glass. I fucking want that. I love I, it. Yeah, they didn't do anything for me. I didn't care for the black BB-8 that much. I guess he was okay. Like the Empire one. Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't bother he, ma- he made weird sounds. I get it. You know, got to have a bad guy, but. I wonder if we missed anything. If we missed anything, I'm sure I'll bring it up next episode. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Star Wars Island. Ray training. Finn and what's her name not doing anything. No, I guess oh, yeah. yeah. We did a pretty good job. I think we did a pretty good job. Well, let us know what you think. Uh, we haven't had comments on our Facebook in a while. So if you listen to this, you disagree with us, you agree with us, let us know. Facebook.com, search Nerds with Friends. 
you'll see our beautiful faces out there. I actually love it when people comment. <clears throat> I love the back and forth. I know, I know, and and we're very active because uh, you know we all have lunches at work and we like to talk to people. So um, if if you think we're wrong, let us know why, and uh, I'll prove you right. I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> Um, or and also if, on Instagram, reach out to us. Instagram too, uh, nerds with friends with no S at the end, so just nerds with friend, single a single friend. Um, but yeah, let us know if you got more ideas for my Obi Wan movie. Let them know. Let Disney know I'm available for a writing credit. <laughs> I don't need a lot of money. I'll do it for on the cheap. I just want to be part of it. I just want to be a part of it. I want to see my name in the blue like. The blue credits at the end. Maybe throw them in at the when that when that fucking trumpet song comes on. I want to say written by Cody Leach or story by Cody Leach. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I'm asking. I'll be your manager. I'll get you in the suit of a stormtrooper. Let Disney know I'm available. I've got more ideas. And even McGregor, I just want to be friends. I just want to be in the background with like a. Like a classy glass, drinking some blue milk, like just shaking it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. We'll put him in a like a space suit, like from MTV, like the <laughs> MTV astronaut. You'll be that guy. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, exactly. How I drink the space milk or the blue milk, I don't know. But <laughs> just, I get it through my helmet. Pour, just pour it. Into, yes, <laughs> pour it fine into with the it. <laughs> but yeah, um, let us know what you think, guys. Um, you know, hit us up on the Facebook. We're happy to discuss. Um, and then, uh, you know. Thank you, Christian, for giving me your input. Always I think we fun. did a pretty good job, just the two of us, talking could, Star Wars. I think we could pat our back pretty well. We could do another hour, probably, <laughs> if we really wanted to delve into it. I got some crazy ideas on theories and like how to watch the original series. If you guys want to know any of it, just let me know. Because I'm a strong proponent of the, what is it called? The Machete? The Machete uh, what, is uh, it watching order? In order. Yeah, watch them in a certain order. Uh, I think it's called the Machete Order. Someone will correct us. Yeah, exactly. And the way, real quick, the way to do that is you watch episode uh, four and five, and then you watch one, two, and three, and then you watch six, seven, eight, for that matter. Okay. I, uh, More on that later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check it out. Um, it it basically has a new way of watching Star Wars, where you're like, oh fuck, where it doesn't ruin you know Darth Vader being. Luke Skywalker's dad. That's that's huh. the reason for that. Okay. You you watch four and five where you have Darth Vader. You're like, who the fuck is Darth Vader? He's awesome. Not that like anyone really doesn't know, but when you're showing your little small children who who haven't been ruined by pop culture, um, you can watch four and five. Then there's a big reveal. I am your father. And then you watch one, two, and three, which is the story of Anakin Skywalker. And then you watch six, which is Luke Skywalker battling Anakin Skywalker for the finale of that first six hmm. movies. Okay. Really, really cool. But anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to click through our Amazon banner on uh, our website, nerdsdefensepodcast.com. Leave us some comments on Facebook, on the website, or on our Instagram. And uh, until next time, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you, and may the force be with you. I've been doing a little like fingers only. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick. 
two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 